ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious and, yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere today. And we're talking about uh, no, we're going to talk about trauma, but I was just saying we we're all we said we were going to the next level, and we are even in this uh, talk. We have talked little bits about trauma and stuff, but I promise you that this year we are really going to delve into it. So my guest today is Jackie Bellog, and you've had her on a few times, and she is very popular with you guys out there. So here she is again, and I kind of like her too because she's one of my Simpson Protocol trainers, <laughs> and she's. A, very interesting. So we're going to start talking about ta- um, trauma, but first, for all the people that haven't met Jackie before, uh, just give us a little bit of a, a background on you. Well, good morning, Ines. Thank you for having me on your show. My name is Jackie Bellog. I am uh, from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I am, uh, as Ines alluded to, her only uh, Canadian trainer, and I'm excited because this year I'm really um, opening that up. Um, I practice the Simpson protocol exclusively. I specialize in what I call reconnection to self and releasing traumas, anchors, those sorts of things. Um, and I'm really looking forward to today's show because, yeah, we're going to dive dive a little deeper than uh, we normally would um, when it comes to talking about trauma. So yeah. Excited. We sometimes, uh, in the beginning of the show, we were leading people in and uh, allowing that just to, you know, get what they need to know. But now I think we're just sort of really putting it out there. Yes. So, Jackie, let us know, what do you consider trauma? Um, I consider trauma to be that moment of impact. Um, So, you know, you're, you're going along in your life and everything is great, and then something happens. So it's something to our physical body, our mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever happens, and it causes an impact in our lives. What it does is it causes us to react or act in a way out of the normal of how we would, uh, of of the homeostasis of our lives. And so what ends up happening is it kind of leaves a bruise on the, on the, you know, the timeline that is our life. And if the bruise isn't, um, repaired or, or, or given the love and attention that it needs, then it tends to fester and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. And over time, um, when we have things happen in our lives after that initial impact, that kind of have the same set of circumstances, that trauma will cause us to react or act in the same way, or if not worse, um, yeah. with, each, with each time, therefore compounding the trauma. Yeah. So for me, what I think that's exactly what happens. I've had traumas in my life. I'm sure you have had traumas in your life. Yes. And it's just like most people, especially when I was younger, having these traumas, uh, I would push it down and I would keep it away from me. And uh, all it ever did do that was a multiply. Do you want to sort of uh, <laughs> give people sort of an understanding of why that is? Yeah, um, that it, and it's very, very true. That's what we do. Um, we have a trauma that happens in our lives, and it, it causes an impact. And it causes us to change the way we live our lives. So habits, fears, patterns, all that stuff changes, whether we like to believe it or not. 
And trauma can be something really minuscule or it can be something like the worst thing that you could possibly ever imagine happening in your life and everything in between. But it is how we react and act in those situations. And then for most people who have, have those huge impacted traumas, those huge ones that just, they really affect us. They either will shove the memory down so that they don't remember it any longer, or they will um, start to live around the trauma. So they kind of band-aid the situation and band-aid the situation. The problem is, is as they move through their life, eventually they run out of band-aids. Yeah. And so those traumas end up rearing their heads at some point later on in their lives. And, and usually, I mean, if a client tells me there's something happening in their life, uh, they assume it happened when they suddenly started having that, you know, yeah. and, and yeah. really that's the buildup and the compounding of what's been happening over the years and, and how we've changed our reactions to that, how we've changed our life. And it's subtle to us. Because we're yes. doing it in a slow mo motion sort of thing. You know, it's, we do a little bit here, a little bit there. And it's constantly, and people say, well, she's really strong. She's dealing with all this stuff, but it's just ready to explode somewhere. <laughs> yeah, generally we can't, you know, if a person is really good at covering up those, those things that have happened to them in their lifetime, you can see them as the person that they are. They're strong. They're, you know, they're out there. They're doing everything. But inside, there's this inner turmoil going on. See, the problem is, is what, what happens with trauma is we get these huge traumas or tiny traumas, and it doesn't even matter what it is. And it, it, it develops these cords. So we have these energetic cords going through our life. And what ends up happening is the, the, the trauma turns into what we call an anchor. So if you can imagine a boat anchor holding a boat fast, that's what a trauma does. It holds us fast to that spot. And as far as we can live away from it is great, except that that anchor is always there. And so those cords go out to all the other things that happen in our lives and all aspects of our lives. And there is an attachment to that anchor. So somehow, some way, people will come to see us and they'll say, you know, I've got this going on and it just started. Well, mm -hmm. if you really think about it, what they're doing is they're reacting to the triggers. They're reacting to that energetic cord just pulling too harsh. Yeah. Being pulled back into that whole, that whole trauma again. It, with that metaphor and that explanation, I think it's just uh, as soon as that cord has gone as far as its resilience works, and then there's a place there where it goes, wham, I can't go any further. Yeah, there's that spring back to that anchor. Yeah. You know, a boat will float on the water as far as the anchor will allow it to float, the chain. Yeah. If you think about the chain that's attached to the anchor, or that was your trauma. You're only going to be able to float so far away from that trauma before it's going to pull you back in and you're going to react to the triggers that, that were set up for that particular trauma. Mm. And, and just a little bit of uh, what to, I'm trying to convey to the audience is we say small or lots it doesn't matter how big this trauma is it's all relative oh it was an easy thing to blow off or it was uh but if you have a lot of those that are very similar and you're blowing them off all the time they build into a bigger one they do they compound they yeah. compound on on each other so i mean you can you can go through life and you can have you know say when you're two years old you have a um a dog jump on you and it scares you it causes trauma, whether we like to think so or not. And as we go through life, we have this uh, irrational fear of dogs. 
Yeah. Right? That's the that's kind of a, a, a minuscule trauma. Whereas you know um, a, a child witnessing the, the death of a parent or something, that's a larger scale trauma. Or you've got your sexual assaults and those sorts of things. I won't get into that. But those big traumas, they're no <laughs> the impact that they have is no worse than that two year old child having a dog yeah. jump on them. It's all about the perspective of the person receiving the trauma. Yeah. So it's just, I remember I was doing, working on a phobia, phobia of um, flying, right? They mm-hmm. couldn't fly. and Well, none of us can in a plane I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we went back to the, what the original cause was, um, it was a little, he just fell off a chair. And to us, that seemed like, what? That's nothing. But to the two-year-old. It was a that's big huge. thing. That's a huge yeah. impact for a two-year-old child. It's a far, it's a far fall from a chair when you're two, as opposed to 22. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's those traumas, those little things that build and build and build and build. And then you have these adults coming to us and they've got these, these things going on and they can't explain it. They've got unexplained fears, unexplained phobias. They've got these habits that they just, they just can't live with anymore but they don't know where it came from. And when you start going back and back and back, you realize that what's going on now was the result of something that maybe happened when they were six or thirteen, or, you know, and it's just compounded so much. And there's just so much garbage around it that it, and the band-aids start to add up. They do. They do. And And pretty soon the band-aids need a lot of work. Yeah. It gets very heavy. It gets very heavy. And they no longer work for the person. So now we have to pull the band-aids off. That doesn't sound good, but it's very (laughs) gentle in hypnosis, but not so gentle if you were doing a metaphor. I mean, those band-aids have have worked for you, but when it got dirty and used, it was no longer working. Effective, right. right. And that is the problem. Um, the, The thing with trauma people need to understand is, when you reach out for help and i hope that you have if you're you know if you're struggling with stuff and you don't know what it is and you haven't reached out for help my my request please do please reach out for help but but getting back to that you have you have acquired all of this trauma from that point in time until now there is no easy fix for this there's no quick fix for this but there is a fix there is a way to to pull all those bandages off and to, you know, to heal each layer as we're pulling those bandages off. You know, in hypnosis, we have language and language we use for, we say a lot of things. It's as if now it's as if we can make it like it never was. That doesn't mean you don't, you know, consciously that you had it. It's real. It's all that stuff, but it's as if we can make it neutral, neutralizing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have this catalog of memories from our entire lives. I mean, I, some people can remember all the way back to when they were two years old and different yeah. memories. <laughs> but the thing of it is, 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 is that a lot of those memories just come and they go. They come and they go and they serve us in different ways. Trauma memories, unless they're dealt with, they come in and they cause havoc. They cause that homeostasis that is us, that is our being at the core to just completely fall apart and be out of, be out of sync. 
in some way. Well, let's talk about homeostasis because, I mean, that's a term I use quite often, but I'm sure not everybody understands that term. Right. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that because it's all about balance and all kinds of things. It is. Yeah, it is. You being a past nurse, you should know how to explain homeostasis (laughs) a lot better than me. That old girl, she's she's hiding in the closet somewhere. But anyway, homeostasis <laughs> is the balance in our lives. So when we're looking at, at, at a person or a client from a, a hypnotherapy perspective, or at least when I am, I'm looking at them as a physical, emotional, spiritual, uh, mental, and etheric being. Yeah. And when one of those bodies, if you will, are out of sync, everything else is as well. So how we do one thing is how we do everything, whether we like to believe that or not. Our aches and our pains can be a result of something that happened to us emotionally or spiritually. Our spiritual beliefs, and I'm not talking necessarily religious, it it is what it is. Your beliefs are yours. Your spiritual beliefs can affect you in a physical way. They can affect you in an emotional way. Just Um, as any, um, your mental, every level of body, mind, and spirit affects each each other. Yeah, so equilibrium means that all of those bodies that are within us and on all levels of body, mind, and spirit within us are working together. Yeah. And and if we can stay in harmony like that, that means we are living easier because it becomes easier. Yeah. So then when trauma kicks in, we can have a physical trauma that happens and our bodies heal and everything is great. We feel wonderful. And then all of a sudden we have this, these emotions that come up or this belief system that kicks in or this habit or these irrational fears. And that is a result of, of, of what the trauma is doing. It's, it's, it's churning up the waters, if you will, because the anchor is, is trying to grab hold in all areas of our lives. And one of the band-aids I think we use, and I don't see if you agree with this, um, is that sometimes we use a band-aid that serves us in the moment, but starts to counteract us as it gets dirty, as I call it. Uh, but, you know, we start to do something like it. We were very uptight and scared of not passing the, the grade and going home and, you know, mom and dad are going to kill me. And I remember that. <laughs> Very distinctly, and yes. you know, and all those things, and and as that, so you you find a way to what we think of as manipulating our parents or whatever we do, and we start to do something to make ourselves feel like that's going to work. But yeah. when we get older, it usually doesn't work for us. It's counteracting us, mm-hmm. and so that's part of uh, what I call, you know, I pushing it down. But it's more than that. It's our way of in the moment surviving so many people see they say well why did i do that why yeah you know they sort of beat themselves up a little bit about allowing that to bother them and all that kind of thing where they really don't have much choice yeah they don't um i i equate that to what i work with and as what i specialize in which is that disconnection to self so when we have low self-esteem we tend to be the class clown When we have low self-confidence, we tend to be the guy that sits in the back row as opposed to the front row. So we we develop these coping mechanisms to make up for those disconnections with the deepest part of ourselves that that trauma has caused. That's blocking it from from being connected. I was definitely the class clown. I I still sit in the front seat all the time. 
but I no longer am the clown so much once in a while. <laughs> but, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You, you've got some spirit in you there. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, that those things are so overwhelming at times that with yes. people, people don't understand what creates their headaches, what creates this and trauma is part of all that. And it just creates a symptom. And you know what? We're down to a minute. So just uh, for the next 30 seconds or something, let's just tie it up and for to go uh, to break. If there is something that isn't right with you or if, if you're lacking self-confidence or any of the selves, self-image, blah, 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 you name it. Look at the traumas that have happened in your life. Start looking at the way that you live your life. What isn't working anymore? What isn't satisfactory? What doesn't seem to fit with the rest of your life? And if there's something there, then that's what you need to be focusing on. That's really good. Yeah. And, you know, from our point of view, mostly we can only look at that with our conscious mind. And but it's it's a start. It's it it's the it start is. of making the decision to do something internally. And so uh, I think we're just going to go to break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and we're talking about tra trauma Sorry, with Jackie Bellog. And I just want to state for you that's uh, listening out there that it's really important to know that it, this could be real or imagined. Now, it's not that people make things up. That isn't it. It's just that when something happens, and it could be 
in their world, very real, and in your real, in your world, not very real. And you think it's just an imagined thing. So what's real or imagined can have a huge effect. And our, it makes no difference to our minds. All of it is the reality of the personal. So it doesn't matter if someone else doesn't believe it and they say, oh, they're, you know, that's so full of baloney or whatever. That didn't happen that way because everybody's memories are different. Everybody's thing, it's their perception that matters. Uh, our mind gives us the story we can believe. And that's all the time that happens. So we will tell you more about how you can help yourself because we're not just going to tell you all about it and then say bye. <laughs> but I, I think I want to get Jackie started. This is only an hour program and we only got so much time. So uh, Jackie, you want to get on to maybe a little bit about karma and, and how that works together. Yeah. Karma is one of my favorite topics lately. Um, we always hear people who say, karma is going to get them or they're going to get their karma. It's going to come. And I mean, working with the worth of the depth of hypnosis that I am at, I've, I've managed to um, develop a really strong relationship with, with a channel. And I asked about karma and trauma because it was confusing to me because they seem to be the same, but not. So we all know that trauma is that impact, but karma is actually the recording of a lifetime of impacts. So as we live in this lifetime, every trauma that we've ever incurred in this lifetime is being recorded as a karma. And every lifetime has its karma. Now, if you believe in past lifetimes, which of course I do, you can imagine that we have all of these lifetimes and all of these different karmas. Now, a trauma that happened in a lifetime, two lifetimes ago, 10 lifetimes ago, that wasn't dealt with can come back into this lifetime, into this reincarnation. Because when the soul chose this body and this, this humanity and gave it the gifts that it did, it gave us everything that we needed to release those traumas and to let them go. But it didn't give us the, the rule book on how to access that. And so sometimes we get we get into a life and things just things just aren't working. They're just not, there's just not going well. And we have these memories or these feelings, fears, phobias that come up. And that's our soul's way of saying, listen, this is a karma from another lifetime, or this is a karma from an earlier part of this lifetime that's now coming up and it's wanting your attention. It's wanting you to release the trauma. And it's interesting, Jackie, that, you know, now uh, what we call science today has said that if uh, is issues are not dealt with with the parents or whatever it passes on to the the child yes. through their dna so yeah. sometimes you can even be carrying your karma from and trauma from your familial past yeah familial methylation that's what that, yeah the, the technical term for it is but yeah it's it's, it's family garbage <laughs> yeah so, yeah, we, we, we have a father and a mother and, and you know, we're, we're created, you know, uh, from that union and they have karmas that haven't been dealt with. And sometimes in our gene structure, yes, we do have those karmas. Um, and that's how um, people end up reincarnating as somebody that's very familiar. 
So I just had a thought about how great that is if we looked after our karmas as much as we could in a lifetime, that our children will have a much easier time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the lifetime itself will get lighter. So Mm -hmm. a a, a karma is is not only the the recording of all of the traumas, it's also a recording of the release of traumas from that particular lifetime. So you can lighten the load. It's it's a matter of of choosing to do the work and choosing to really buckle down and, and figure out what it is about you that just isn't sitting right with you. Um, karmas come up and traumas come up and they come up in such a way that they, they beg our attention. And when, when we don't pay attention to the begging, then they force us to pay attention. It gets stronger. Yes. In my, in my particular instance, um, my body actually just shuts down and I have seizures. So, um, I've been working on that myself. I won't allude to that too much. It takes away from what, what this is about, but there are people who suffer in different ways and they don't realize that it is their subconscious mind saying to the conscious mind, okay, time to pay attention here. <laughs> yeah. And you know, nowadays people don't are a little more open to believing and understanding that. Yes. But otherwise they say, well, that's a lot of hooey, but now science is joining our craziness and they can look it up but it works fine and if you don't address that it keeps getting stronger because your subconscious will keep getting your attention a little harder and harder yeah yeah and the the biggest thing you can do is talk about it find somebody to talk to because everything starts in the conscious mind with 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 us we think about things we see things we react to things and we, we do it in a conscious way so if something isn't sitting right that's the time to start looking for help to yes. a friend, to a doctor, to, to somebody in the healthcare field. Yeah. yeah. But also I think, um, you know, many of those things we're talking about are the cause of what people consider disease, right? Disease. They would consider yes. your seizures. It must be some part of a disease. For me, it was a much simpler thing, I think, but, uh, we're still playing out our karmas constantly. You wonder yeah. why suddenly, oh my God, suddenly you you have this symptom of a disease. Mm-hmm. So the more you work on yourself, the clearer you become. And if we talk about other things to other people, what we mean is is talking about it not in the sense of having blame or having fault or any of those things, the more you regurgitate that and play that it wasn't my fault. So it must be somebody else's. There is no fault and there is no blame. So ideally, except in your mind. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I talked to, I talked to just kind of the mental illness field. For, yeah. right now, for right now because what i what i suffer with presently fits into that so we blame and we we look for excuses and we look for somebody else to be responsible the most responsible thing that we can do is to take ownership of our own person and realize that something is wrong it's not okay to blame ourselves and it's certainly not okay to blame others what needs to happen is we need to get past that whole negative field of, of emotions and just bear it all and say, this is not right. This is not working for me. You know, and I've got so many things that have happened in my life and I don't even know who I am. Yeah. Anymore. 
And there's so, and what Jackie means, I'm just going to reiterate that because uh, she says take ownership. She means take ownership of yourself. You're not going to take ownership of the disease no. or the label. No. And, and that's really important to understand. When we say take ownership, it means that you are responsible for your life. Yes. And if you blame someone else for how you are, you are playing, you are put in a position of a victim. Yeah. We want to empower you to become stronger and allow yourself to be address your own things and just really start to live life in a much simpler way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And, and Inez taught me that a long time ago. Um, you know, it's about what, what in your life is yours? What in your life is yours that you can say, this is mine. I didn't ask for the seizures that I have. And I've, I've caught myself once in a while, but I will never refer to them as my seizures or my mental illness or my problem because it isn't. <laughs> it, is a, it is something that I'm currently suffering with, but I don't own it. So there is that, that ownership piece for sure. It, it's, 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 it's changing your mind. I don't own this bipolar disorder. I'm not bipolar. I am so-and-so and I suffer yeah, with same this. With, yeah. Then even with things like uh, diabetes, uh, MS, all those things, if we start to own them, and yes. which we do, and there's nothing wrong with having uh, peers that help you. It's a very good thing to have. But it does also make it so now uh, I feel better because I have a lot of friends that are, understand me, and that's good. But the other side of that is that sometimes you feel that you don't want to mess with that. Right. And you can still have that and yeah. still address your issues. And there is trauma attached to ownership in some cases too. Yeah. There are people who live whatever it is that they're plagued with. They live it. That is who they are at their core. They, they don't know any other way to be. And that in itself is a trauma, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, so that's a uh, good, but, and karma, let's get back. We got off with the topic again of <laughs> karma, because I think people need to really understand that karma to them, it's become a word, but nobody really understood it. I mean, we all think of it as, you know, uh, getting even or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's why I, I really um, wanted to study it further. And so when I, when I started channeling information, um, I, I really asked about that. What is, what is karma? Like, why do we have this word and why is it so prevalent in our lifetime? And the funny thing was, is when I really started delving deep into it, okay, so it is the recording of, you know, a lifetime. So when you wish karma on somebody, they're already living it. They're already living in this karma, the, the, the karma that they're in. And they've got all this other stuff from other lifetimes coming in or other, you know, dimensions. Yeah. But the, the problem with wishing karma on somebody is that it ends up backfiring because it comes back on you as a trauma. So then you incur. And it's not so much that the karma is causing you the trauma. It's the emotion that you were throwing it at somebody with. Yeah, it's it's the anger, the the hate, the anger, the or whatever. Yeah, the jealousy, the rage, whatever it is, that causes you to have a trauma for yourself. So when you're wishing karma on somebody else, you're saying karma is going to get them. They'll get their own. Eventually, what'll end up happening is you end up getting it back, <laughs> which isn't fair. But that's the way karma works. Karma. We know is life isn't very fair, don't we? <laughs> 
life can be really unfair, but understanding, like really getting a depth of understanding of this is trauma and this is karma and this is how they work together. Yeah. Why on earth would I want to wish karma on somebody else? Because all I'm doing is wishing them a lifetime. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I, I know my mom has a strange perception of karma. My mom is nearly 98 now, but she always says things like, well, why would I get that for me? Why am I being punished? You know, I'm going, you're not being punished. You know, so the, the understanding that people have of karma is a little off kilter. Right? It is, because there's on the, on the opposite end of that spectrum, you have those people who just... They seem to have a horseshoe shoved somewhere, you know, private because they, everything just falls in their lap. They're able to make money. They're the, you know, they're the, they're the light in the room. Like, everything just falls into place. And we call that good karma. And that's, it's wonderful because then they go out into the world and they spread that good karma with, with, within the world. But it's this, it's, it's that balance. You know, there's people who have what we, what they would refer to as really bad karma. And there's people who have, what we call really good karma. Those people who are having really good karma have done the work at some point in a lifetime. Maybe not this one, but maybe in another one, they've done the work. They've done some work and they've released a lot of the trauma yeah. and so, they've grown from it. So just a note to what I think of um, some people understanding there is that they think that someone out there, they see making lots of money and they think that, oh, that must be good karma. That doesn't mean that they have good karma. It means they have one facet of something where yes. they can do something and abundance comes or whatever. What we're working for is to get everything in a holistic and, as we said, um, what do you call it? Harmony and balance, whatever. Harmony, balance, all the good stuff. Yeah. All those so, positive yeah. things. Yeah, so you only see one facet of a human being usually. We yeah. all wear a mask. You don't know what goes on. So you never can judge any other person's life. And right. we do. We're human beings. That's what we do. But understand that you can, if you have an awareness that it may not be that way, You've, at least it's good because we all find that we do that. Oh, da, 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 about that person, and yeah. you know, it may but not be true. The tree of life that is us. I mean, let's let's jump in a little bit philosophy here. The tree of life that is us. Oftentimes, what's above the ground isn't the same as what's below the ground. So these people who have what we pretend as good good karma may not have the best roots. They may have <laughs> had the worst traumas but they've chosen to rise above. They're choosing to band-aid around those things and things are just really good right now. Who knows how it's gonna be five days from now or 10 days from now or a year from now, who knows? You just have to read a biography of somebody that was incredible in some way and yep, notice yep. that they have a, a regular life like the rest of us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them have really regular trauma, like a lot of yes. a lot of trauma has happened to them and they've grown from it. So they've worked on it. They've yeah. managed to release it and they have grown from it. So yeah. there is yeah. that. There is that. And there's always uh, the perception on our part as a human being is that everyone else is better off than us. And not everyone, but we have a tendency to look outside and think things are better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like looking at other people's grass. You know, their lawn yeah. is so much nicer than mine. Yeah, their yeah. trees are nicer than mine. Everything's better on the other side of the fence. Yeah. Uh, until you get to the other side of the fence and you realize that things are 
probably about the same, maybe a little worse in some situations than what you have. We, and they're, they've been busy looking at your lawn too. So yeah. 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 Well, we've got about two minutes left in this segment. And so I'm going to leave it all to you this last two minutes and, and you can yeah. talk about um, uh, in the next one, we'll talk about trauma and karma together and all that stuff, but maybe close up the karma understanding for them now. Okay. Sure. So, when we experience these huge traumas in, in a lifetime and it's recorded on this karmic on this karmic uh, recording that karmic recording goes to what we call akashic records or hall of records which is everything that's ever happened in our lives and luckily we're going to talk about this in the third segment in hypnosis we can tap into that that area that you know those those akashic records and the hall of records and we can release those traumas so you can look at trauma as this. We don't want to forget it because it did shape who we are in some way, shape, or form. However, trauma causes triggers and trauma causes a lot of negativity. So this is about releasing the negativity, releasing the triggers, and having it be only one of those memories that flits in and flits out. Thank you, Jackie. That's great. And that's perfect because now we can go to break and we will tell you how we are going to talk about how we clear that, how we heal, if you, what terms you want to use for that, doesn't matter. But we'll see you on the other side. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well... We have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and we're going to go as fast as possible. I'll try not to keep interrupting. And 
I noticed I said try, Jackie. Try yeah, means yeah. that I'm not try. trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, now we're going to go to the positive and then and sort of give you the positive aspects of how you you are in charge of yourself and you can move forward. So, Jackie, uh, it's all yours. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a belief system uh, and I don't know if a lot of people are aware of it, that it's becoming more and more um, that there is this inner child that lives inside of us. And I like to think of the inner child as a wooden doll, if you will. And here's why there's our soul that lives within us. And then there's our humanness or our beingness, which is, which is the, you know, who we are to the outer world. And in between that, there's this little child and, and the child in my case is a, is a girl. So I'm going to call her. She is wooden. And every time a trauma happens, a splinter of that inner child is left behind somewhere. And so that inner child becomes less and less whole. And in order to heal trauma, in order to move past trauma, we need to have the soul and the humanness of us kind of working in unison, which is what we call the core system. And that core system can only be healed as we bring back the pieces of that inner child and heal that inner child and make her feel better make her feel like she's whole again. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, what, what I generally work with is, is foundation work. Mm -hmm. So when you are incarnated and you're floating around in mama's womb, there's all sorts of things that you brought with you already and you haven't even been born. So we go back to that point in time. And what we do with hypnosis is we build up the foundation. So self-love, how, you know, acceptance and, and really build up that foundation so that when that child is, is born into this world, they're solid. They're a lot more solid than they were when they first came in. So people will say, well, how do you do that? I'm 50 years old. <laughs> the lovely thing about hypnosis is that the mind, the, your mind, when you're in hypnosis, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to the subconscious mind so this, or the superconscious mind, if you will. Superconscious mind attaches to everything that is. It's a universal thing. It's like the tree of life, you know, sprouting out of your mind. And it can just take you there. It can yeah. take you wherever you need to go in order to start the healing process for trauma. Once that's kind of solid, we've got that foundation solid and we release negativity around that and we build up anything else that needs to be built up around that. What I like to do next is start to really, really build in the selves. So the selves are the humanness of us, the self-confidence, self-worth, self-love, you know, self-esteem, self-image, self, you know, actualization, all of those things, including self-care. I like to build those up and bring them up as high as I can because Generally, people who have suffered some kind of trauma, whether it's minuscule or huge, again, their their selves have taken a hit. Yeah, that little inner child, she's 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 just splintered all over the place. And, and in order to build up those selves, we start to really build up that little inner child and make her feel solid again. Yeah, and then we can access once we have that strength and background then you can start even rewriting your history yes in simple ways but it, uh, hypnosis makes everything easier but there is that you can uh, do your own thing but you can really uh, as you clear the stuff it's as remember i said as if it never was which doesn't mean it's still a reality in your life that you had it and all that but it's now as if you have changed that 
Yes. Yeah. So in those experiences, we, we, we do what's called an age or past life regression. And again, the mind will take you where you need to go. Um, it's not to go there to relive all of those mm-hmm. things. It's to go there and grab the most, the strongest emotion that comes up in that, in that trauma. Because every trauma has a key emotion. There's a few others, obviously, but there's a key one. And generally, it's a, it's a fairly negative emotion. And then from that point on, we can start to heal that emotion and start to give that that experience, the love and light, universal love and light that it needs, start working on trigger release, cord release, all those sorts of things, Mm -hmm. and then build that emotion from the negative where it is to the absolute extreme positive for the highest benefit of that particular experience. And then from there... The beautiful thing about that is once the client has reached that point where they are feeling really ecstatic about about this whole thing, now like the, all of the negativity has been released, we can flood that emotion through every karmic event or every event that's ever happened that's attached to. So there goes all those, those anchor cords. You know, all those cords are then released and that anchor no longer affects them in any way in any of those memories in their lifetime, which is a wonderful thing. And Martin wanted me to correct myself a little bit in case they misunderstood me. Um, that it's not that we're erasing, right? No. No. It's um, it's always takes away its energy. So, for instance, Jackie shared with you that she has seizures. And my thing was, well, I had a big trauma in life when I was 14 when I was raped, but that has no energy anymore. Right. It's just a, a note in my history. Absolutely. It's like a flooding memory that comes in. Mm. And when we release the triggers and we release the charge of that particular trauma, it can come in and it doesn't affect us. It doesn't build up that emotional intensity like it used to. No. The, the key with hypnosis, the key with, with healing trauma is that we don't want to forget our past. No. We don't want to forget the things that happened to us or that shaped us in life. What we want to do is appreciate that they happened and then build on the strengths that we were given and release the negativity of it and the triggers and all the, you know, all the negativity. But it did also give us who we are in some aspect and that we need to be appreciative of. And you, you notice there's some people that are, they do this somehow on their own, but doing it with a hypnotist for sure is a lot easier Yes, And you tend to be able to get to the crux of the matter much easier and faster. And they understand that they're doing the work, but we're making it as easy as possible for them to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, living with a mental illness, that, that, that is sort of part, of part of my life at the moment. Um, we often feel like we're in despair and we want to find that pill that's just going to fix everything. Or we want to do that thing that's just going to fix everything. And we go through this whole series of reliving and reliving and reliving and talking and talking in in our conscious minds. And talking about things is great because it brings up things that we can focus on when we go see our hypnotherapist, (laughs) in my case, and this is what I think, you know, this is, this has been kind of coming up. So I think there might be something here. Now, the thing with the conscious mind is that, you know, it's a wonderful tool in that it allows us to kind of get that out of our mouth 
where we think we need to go. And, then and the decision like, made to go there in the first place. Go there, yes. And then yeah. the superconscious comes in and kind of partners up with that conscious mind and says, okay, and, we've been sending you messages. So here's sort of, you may not even know, you know, the, the entire entirety of it, no. but it, it's coming up. So yeah. let's deal with it. Let's get it out. Yeah. And, you know, if you look around you in the world, to everyone, we all have ways of doing this is self-medicating for the stuff that's wrong. Yes. It'll take you so far until it doesn't any longer. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. It's an unfortunate reality in the world today. So, uh, you know, medicating is, is a harsh reality. Um, and it and, causes so much more trauma. And even if you look around you, some legal drugs and all that do the same thing. So if you, it's always about being holistic and doing every facet of work that you need to do. Absolutely. And you know what, I, I think it's a great thing if you go to your physician or you, or you see a psychiatrist and you reach out and you start the process of working on and reaching out for this issue. But um, what I would encourage you to do is to not limit yourself to one area, one, one avenue of, of care. Um, there are, you know, there are different things that you can do for yourself and choices that you can make for yourself that can work in conjunction with what you're already doing. Yes. So it means that you still have to do the work. You still have to do the work. Yes. Yeah. You, are, you are a work in progress. And there's a reason yeah. why we have that saying, I am a continuous work in progress, meaning I have to do the work on myself and meaning yeah. you do the work on yourself as yeah. well. Yeah. So, yes. Always. So I think that's uh, ultimately the, is just taking ownership, not of the thing, of the illness, not of the anything, no ownership of that, but ownership that you have the responsibility to help yourself. Yes. And you have choice. That's the yeah. thing. You have this responsibility to make a choice. You can either continue to, to live the way you always have, and these things will continue to resurface and, and may, in fact, get worse over time, causing more and more addiction problems, those sorts of things. Or you can choose when you're standing at the bottom of the barrel, you might as well use it as a platform to, to propel yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not looking at my life and other people's lives that I've helped them do their work is that many times you, you figure if you touch the work that it maybe it'll get better. And then it's a surprise, surprise. Suddenly you've moved forward and it's much better. And it keeps doing that till you, and we also, you know, the self, I'll get a ranting on my self-hypnosis workshop, you know, the self-hypnosis. We don't expect you to come and be fixed because we don't fix you. You're doing the work. And then we give you tools to keep working with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Those tools are invaluable. They really are. Um, it, 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 it's like everything else. If you go to the doctor and you take a pill, you have to take the pills consistently in order for them to provide you with the relief that you're looking for. If you go to a hypnotherapist, you need to consistently choose to work on yourself and to work um, to work comprehensively with all areas of your body, mind, and spirit in order to propel yourself forward. Guess what? We only got three minutes left, so I want you to talk a little bit about your book and your website <laughs> and that uh, you'll be teaching Simpson Protocol in Calgary, anything like that. Sure. Um, so I have a book coming out uh, probably end of March here. Um, the book, it talks about trauma, it talks about karma, but it, it, it really dives deep into how to release those karmic 
um, karmic responsibilities and those traumas in life. So I really encourage, uh, I really encourage you to watch for it and it'll be out. I'm, I'm sure we'll mention it again. <laughs> yes. And I am teaching, uh, I, I will be teaching my very first class in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, March 27th to the 30th of this year. Um, registration is open now. I do have some spots filled and I, I have a very small class as it's my first one. And for those of you who are thinking about joining us, I think it's a really great idea because I'm going to have a very special guest. The lovely Inez Simpson is going to be there with me. <laughs> um, so that's a real big bonus for anybody. And the bonus here not, and is not me. The bonus is that it's, we're keeping it to a small class. Yes. And that you are going to get a very intimate training. You are. You are. So, it'll, be a, it'll be a lot yeah. of fun. And I really look forward to it. I really yeah. enjoy it. I've been to a few of Inez's classes, of course. And there's always this, this magic that comes out of every class. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also teaching in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada in May from the 22nd to the 25th. Um, registration is going to be open for that really quickly here. Um, and again, I'm looking forward to, um, to seeing what sort of symmetry that class brings as well. And how do they contact you, Jackie, or website or something? Because it's not always written up for them and they have to look for it in the show. So um, okay. uh, what would that be? They can contact me at Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E, at transcendencehypnosis.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at Transcendence Hypnosis. And Great. I'm happy to answer your questions. Everything's on there. The events are listed. So, yeah, have a look and register soon. And just a little further down the road, we're going to be at the Canadian Hypnosis Convention in October. And yes. looking forward to seeing everybody. Well, actually, for me and three of my, no, I shouldn't say my trainers, they're not mine. See, that's how easy that subtle my gets in there. My, you know, my disease, my whatever. <laughs> But it, we do that. <laughs> yeah. So the Simpson protocol will be well represented in that convention. Yes. And uh, some, so let's just, um, Martin says, sum up quickly because we only have a minute left trauma, karma, and out of here sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 30 release, seconds. Release your traumas. Releasing your traumas allows you to rewrite the story of your life, which is the karma of your life. Wonderful. Um, I am, I'm so happy to be able to work with people uh, who choose to decide to do that for yeah. Thank you so much, Jackie. That was another great show. And um, I think it's enlightening. So we'll see everyone next time. And I think, what am I talking? I'm talking to another great hypnotist in our area here, another Canadian. I'm sort of pushing my Canadian hypnotist at the moment. And she lives in Nanaimo, and we will see her next week. Natalie Restored. So we'll see you next week, and have a great week. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week.